everybody, and welcome to the North Carolina Sports Network. Thank you very much for being with us today. One of the most impactful and successful professional athletes in our great state's history will be our guest in just a few minutes. More on that shortly. There have been literally thousands of hours of the David Glenn Show hosted in podcast form over the last two decades. When this show grew to become statewide here in North Carolina, and for more than a decade, the biggest sports radio program in the history of the Mid-Atlantic. But today's edition is our first as a member of the brand new North Carolina Sports Network. And while we've been a guest on dozens, if not hundreds, of others' radio and TV shows and podcasts during and after the COVID pandemic, this is our first as a host in quite some time. So I will be shouting out our new sponsors from time to time, because without them and your support, this truly would not have been possible. If at any point today, I accidentally call out for Jared Brooks, where are you? Hayes Permar, Darren Vaught. Those guys are three great friends of mine to this day. And they were collectively my sports radio producers for about 15 years or so. If that happens, it will be by force of habit. So I hope you will cut me some slack in that regard. Today, actually, the man pushing the buttons behind the curtain represents all sorts of corners of the great state of North Carolina. I think he's in Wilmington, NC at the coast as we speak. I know he was born and raised in Asheville, of course, out in the mountains. And I also know he's a former member of the NC State Wolfpack team in Raleigh in between. I am talking of J.R. Quitman. Uh, how am I doing so far, Jr? This is this is not a maiden voyage. Thank you for listening to my show in the past. It's very cool to have gotten to know you as we've built the ramp to this new monster. But man, you are a multi-dimensional North Carolinian, no? Right, right. So yeah, I've got it all covered. You remember making the little Play-Doh map in in elementary school where you get the different color of the green, the mountains, the red, the coat, Piedmont, and the blue. Yeah, the I've got it all covered on that map for sure. All right. You're stuck trying to reel me in over these next 60 minutes. So good luck with that. But thanks again. I'm actually coming to Wilmington this weekend to visit some of our new sponsors. Uh, We have all sorts of support. You know, I teach at UNCW these days, a sports media class. We have the great restaurant King Neptune there in Wrightsville Beach. The bar Jimmy's right next door. Those guys are new sponsors of this rebooted version of the David Glenn show. We have the original salt works, a great place for breakfast and lunch also right there in Wilmington among our sponsors. We're actually going to give away a prize in Wilmington. I'm going to hand deliver a prize. Those who subscribe to our YouTube channel, just search NC sports network are eligible for all sorts of fun and prizes. Basically and you actually get your pick the way I do it. This week's winner happens to be from the Wilmington area. I'll take you to play golf. I'll take you to a concert. I'll give you tickets to a game or I'll join you at a game. If maybe you and your spouse want to do something, I'll bring my wife, as I've called her for a long time, the lovely and talented talented Maria. (laughs) You know that, JR. Probably probably have heard that a thousand times. for a long time. So we're going to see the Michael Franti concert this weekend at that wonderful outdoor amphitheater there in yeah. Wilmington, the smaller yeah. one, not the newer, bigger one. Yeah, Greenfield is one of my favorite musical yeah. performers. And this week's winner asked that instead of a sporting event, 
you know, a lot of our favorite sports don't resume for another uh, month or two. So we're going to take these kind folks, a husband and wife combination. I'm going to bring the lovely and talented Maria, and we're going to go watch Michael Franti. I think we'll be there Sunday night, although he has back-to-back concerts down there. So I look forward to seeing you in person at some point. Thank you for all this help online. And if at any point you need to jump in, JR, to keep me in line, I encourage you to do that. One of the reasons I am excited about rebooting our North Carolina-based show, rather than maybe taking a job or resurfacing in another part of the country, is that I believe that our state, North Carolina, is and offers one of the best blends of college and professional sports in the entire country. When I was growing up in Philadelphia, as a sports fan and as a sports radio and audio listener, I noticed that 90% of the conversation in the Philly area was about the pro teams. And it's not just Philly. It can be that way in New York and Boston and Chicago and some other places. Here in the South, there are actually some states, Alabama comes to mind, maybe Mississippi and some others, where a huge majority of the sports conversation is on college sports. And that's okay. But here in North Carolina, I think we have the best of both worlds. We have the National Football League and the Carolina Panthers. And we already have some Panthers guests lined up. We have the NBA and the Charlotte Hornets. And we already have some Hornets past and present guests lined up. We, of course, have the NHL and the Carolina Hurricanes. Head coach Rod Brindamore, I argue one of the most impactful professional sports athletes in the history of our state, is going to join us a little bit later on today's program. We do not have Major League Baseball, not yet anyway, but we have two of the nation's top minor league baseball franchises with the AAA Durham Bulls and Charlotte Knights, and I have thrown out first pitches at probably a half a dozen other minor league ballparks during my 35-year career here in North Carolina. We have a wonderful baseball environment here, college and pro, and even amateur slash youth baseball, and that just adds to the list. We have Major League Soccer and Charlotte FC, which just arrived not too long ago. We have the NWSL and the North Carolina Courage, which for stretches recently has been the best women's professional soccer club in the entire world. Not an exaggeration. Two-time champion of the NWSL and all sorts of other accolades. We're also home, I think as most of you would know, to almost all of the NASCAR teams. I mean, some, it's different number now, but there was a time where there were 30 NASCAR teams, and some of them, some of those teams have two or three or four drivers. Others have only one driver. But for a while, when there were 30 NASCAR teams, like 28 or 29 of them were based on North Carolina soil. And, of course, we host a lot of NASCAR races here as well. We host professional golf tournaments every year in Charlotte at the PGA Tour level, Greensboro at the PGA Tour level, Cary on the PGA Champions Tour, Raleigh on what I believe they now call the Corn Ferry Tour, one step below the PGA Tour, the up-and-coming guys, Uh, and sometimes even a major championship in Pinehurst, which is one of my favorite golf areas in the entire country. Most of you also may have known me for part or all of the last 35 years as the college sports guy or the ACC guy. I created the ACC Sports Journal and accsports.com back in the 1990s. And I am still a guest on those ACC and college sports topics or writing about those topics literally almost every day, now including at our new website, ncsportsnetwork.com. But we have more than just 
Carolina and Duke and NC State and Wake Forest here in North Carolina. We have three more just FBS level programs with the App State Mountaineers, the Charlotte 49ers and the East Carolina Pirates. We have really fun and I have visited all of them FCS level programs or those making a transition. The Elon Phoenix, for example, a lot of great friends in that part of our state, the Campbell Camels with the phenomenal former Carolina Panther, Mike Minter, as their head coach, and on and on. Y'all know I'm a college basketball guy as well. We have about 20 Division I men's basketball programs, about 20 more women's Division I basketball programs. We also have at the college level, top-level baseball, top-level golf, top-level lacrosse, top-level tennis, and much more. Why do I mention this? Well, that list makes up almost all of the most prominent and lucrative professional sports in the entire world. And it makes up the most prominent and lucrative college sports that America has to offer. And we have all of them here in North Carolina. I mean, how lucky are we? I often say that I count my blessings. I try to. I get paid to write and talk about sports for a living. How cool is that? Well, just as we here in North Carolina have an amazing combination, and I have traveled the country to a lesser degree, I've traveled the world. We have an amazing combination here of beaches, mountains, lakes, golf courses, people, restaurants, bars, industry, culture, art, and all the rest, and I'm leaving some out. Think about it. How many other states have something special in just the first four areas I mentioned, beaches, mountains, lakes, and golf courses? There might be five or six states that have all four in a really high caliber kind of way, but I don't think the list is very long. And I've been a proud resident of North Carolina, one of those states that absolutely is at or near the top of that list. We also have an amazing blend of pro sports, college sports, and memorable sports figures, including our, our guest today, Rod Brindamore, the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. It'll be interesting to see. JR might know all these names. You as a listener or viewer may know all these names. But ask yourself if you knew all the specific connections to the state of North Carolina when I mentioned these various names. Imagine being in my shoes. Just guess you're 21 years old. You're trying to explore a sports media career. I hadn't yet gone to law school, and I ended up practicing law for about 17 years while I was building my sports media career. But imagine being in that 21-22 range and starting to work and, and just contribute as a freelancer to the predecessors of the ACC Sports Journal, but also the New York Times and the Washington Post and Raycom Sports. I wrote a bunch of videos for them and worked with some incredibly talented people. Imagine being that age and from a child being a lover of sports and now starting to make a living in sports on a, on a really small scale. Imagine having one-on-one -on -one interviews at the end of the 1980s with Dean Smith of North Carolina, two-time NCAA champion, Olympic gold medalist coach with Team USA, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport of basketball. And then a week later, it was a one-on-one -on -one with Mike Krzyzewski of Duke. He wasn't yet a five-time NCAA champion or a three-time Olympic gold medalist coach with Team USA, but he was in the process of becoming that when I first started to interview him at the end of the 1980s, sometimes in that one-on-one -on -one setting, which can be hard to get, especially when you're the young guy or the new kid on the block. A week after Dean Smith and a week after Mike Krzyzewski, it was Jim Valvano of NC State, 
the legendary never give up, give up guy whose name lives forever and legacy lives forever in part because of his famous V Foundation, a great organization that I have worked with and is still doing wonderful work to this day. Jimmy V, Dean Smith, and Mike Krzyzewski are truly three of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport. Certainly three of the most famous, I should say. Jimmy V's resume, a little bit different because of his impact socially and with his motivational speeches and as a huge personality. Coach Smith and Coach K, just their accolades and their body of work and their resumes, if you will, as good as anybody in the history of the sport. Roy Williams in more recent years, another of the greatest of all time, and a regular guest, for example, on the David Glenn Show. How lucky are we? Michael Jordan was not born here in North Carolina. He was actually born in New York City. But we get to claim him because he went to Wilmington Laney High School. And, of course, he starred as a national champion, as a freshman, and later as an All-American for Dean Smith and the North Carolina Tar Heels. So arguably the GOAT player in the history of the sport is a North Carolina guy through and through. And I mean the state of North Carolina, not just the UNC version of North Carolina. The guy is famous beyond his sport with the billions that he continues to make as the guy who made Jordan Brand famous. If you saw the recent Air movie uh, with Sonny Vaccaro portrayed by Matt Damon and Phil Knight portrayed by Ben Affleck. You never actually see the actor who plays Michael Jordan in that movie, but the lovely and talented Maria and I recently watched it and I was lucky enough to interview Michael Jordan one-on-one before he became that six-time NBA champion with the Chicago Bulls and so famous that, as you might guess, it's a little trickier to get an interview with him at all these days, much less a one-on-one interview. But it's not just Michael Jordan. I'm still in basketball, and we have David Thompson of Shelby, North Carolina, and the NC State Wolfpack, a national champion with the Pack, an All-American with the Pack, one of the greatest college players of all time, and an amazing professional as well in the ABA and the NBA back then. The Skywalker, David Thompson. We get to claim him. Christian Leitner wasn't born and raised here, but he played at Duke, one of the greatest college players of all time. We get to claim him because of his college years with the Blue Devils. Tim Duncan, one of the greatest of all time at the pro level. Wake Forest University guy. Grew up in the Virgin Islands famously. He was a swimmer before he was a basketball player. But we get to claim him. Steph Curry more recently. Charlotte Christian, but also the Davidson Wildcats at the college level. Now he is a four-time NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors, just as Timmy D will always be a five-time NBA champion with the San Antonio Spurs. Steph Curry, of course, can even add to that amazing resume, which puts him in the stratosphere of great basketball players of the modern era. And he's building his way toward being on some of those all-time lists. He's already one of the greatest shooters in the history of the sport of basketball. Another guy we get to claim. Whereas the Hornets have not been great or even good often in the NBA, our basketball tradition continues with guys like Dominique Wilkins back in the day, the human highlight film. He's from Little Washington, North Carolina. John Wall of more recent vintage. Phil Ford back in the day. Rocky Mount, North Carolina at the high school level. And of course, UNC at the college level. And then on to into the pros as well. One of the great point guards of all time. I haven't even left the sport of basketball. And just as we can celebrate our beaches, our mountains, our lakes, and more, I want to celebrate the sports and the sports figures and the sporting events and even the culture and the travel and the other things that our great state has to offer. Did you know, and you can tell me later, JR, if you knew, 
Meadowlark Lemon and Curly Neal of the legendary Harlem Globetrotters. I still haven't left the sport of basketball. They're two of the most famous members of in Globetrotters history. They're both North Carolinians. Meadowlark Lemon, the legendary trick shot artist, was born in Wilmington and raised on the North Carolina coast before moving away. Curly Neal, the creative dribbling point guard, is from Greensboro, North Carolina. J.R. Quitman, today's producer, represents multi parts of North Carolina. That list I just gave you represents, I mean, James Worthy, of course, is from the mountains of North Carolina. Another all time NBA great, another North Carolinian through and through. But wait, there's more. The Carolina Panthers have never won the Super Bowl, right? We don't have that to claim as a state yet. But just in terms of the Panthers, we get to claim Julius Peppers, who's going to be a Hall of Famer someday. He's from Southern Nash High School in Little Bailey, North Carolina. And, of course, he played for the University of North Carolina Tar Heels as both a football and a men's basketball player prior to becoming that wreaking havoc defensive end at the pro level, including for the Panthers. Cam Newton was an NFL MVP in 2015. He led that team to a 15-1 record before they lost to the Broncos in that Super Bowl. We can't claim Cam from his upbringing or his college year at Auburn, but we get to claim him because of his time with the Panthers. Luke Keekley, linebacker. Thomas Davis, linebacker. Number 89, Steve Smith, the unforgettable wide receiver who's still fun in his post-retirement role with the Panthers. Tight end Greg Olson, by the way. Famous as a player, including for the Panthers. Now famous in making a name for himself as a prominent and I think outstanding NFL broadcaster as well. You might not know all these college football names because some of them are older, but one more reason that I love and cherish and celebrate and wanted to stay here in the great state of North Carolina is, is the old tradition that merges with the new. Sonny Jurgensen, old timers remember him maybe as a Duke quarterback, more as an NFL quarterback, maybe even more recently as that NFL broadcaster for a long time. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's a Wilmington, North Carolina guy, and then went to Durham to play for the Blue Devils. And then he made a name for himself elsewhere. But we get to claim him. We get to claim Lawrence Taylor, National Football League MVP, Super Bowl champion, member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, one of the greatest players on the defensive side of the ball in the history of the sport of football. He played for the North Carolina Tar Heels. He was actually like a combo linebacker defensive end. He put his hand in the dirt for the Tar Heels on many plays. Superstar linebacker for the Giants in the NFL, of course. Bill Cower, NC State linebacker before he was an NFL player and eventually the Super Bowl champion head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And after that, a broadcaster, another member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, another guy that we get to claim as a North Carolinian. Wake Forest had a guy back in the day named Bill George, eight-time Pro Bowler, Chicago Bears, Pro Football Hall of Famer back from his days as a player with the Deeks in the 1950s and in the NFL in the 50s and the 60s. How about East Carolina's great quarterback tradition? You got David Garrard and Jeff Blake, who put up huge numbers for the Pirates and then spent a lot of time as starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and a whole bunch of other guys, Marcus Crandall, recently Holton Ehlers, and that list is a long one. How about App State's national championship tradition at the FCS level? before doing great things at the FBS level in more recent years. How about that unforgettable upset of Michigan 
back when the Mountaineers were still, were still at the FCS level, and they did that at the big house. I can still hear David Jackson's voice ringing in my ears from that unforgettable moment so many years ago. More recently, Justin Football. How about quarterback uh, Philip Rivers, wide receiver Torrey Holt, a guy who's going to end up in the Hall of Fame someday, and many, many more. I know I'm leaving a lot out, but there's more. My favorite sport since childhood, because it's what I watched the most, it's what I played the most, was baseball. And again, we don't have an MLB team, but it hasn't killed my love for baseball in my 35 years calling myself a North Carolinian. Catfish Hunter was born in North Carolina. Went on to be the Oakland A's and New York Yankees pitcher, member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Gaylord Perry, remember the spitballer? He's a North Carolinian by birth and uh, where he was raised. 300-game winner, member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Madison Bumgarner of more recent vintage. He's from Hickory, North Carolina, four-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion with the San Francisco Giants. Guy I think is still in his early to mid-30s but he might be coming toward the end of his playing career at the pro level, as crazy as that sounds. But I would put him on the list of the greatest players ever to come from the great state of North Carolina in the sport of baseball. Really modern or, or current vintage, if you will. Trey Turner is not originally from North Carolina, but the Philadelphia Phillies all-star shortstop played his college baseball at NC State. When you count those guys who played for the Pack or the Heels or the Pirates, or the Devils, or the Deeks, or the other great baseball programs in our state, this list in baseball gets even longer and more impressive. You are not responsible as viewers and listeners for understanding or even remembering all of these North Carolina connections. I just want to underline the how and the why of my excitement about hosting a statewide show again, uh, about being able to reach without the aid of a TV station, without the aid of an AM or FM station, to be able to reach as many people as want to tune in. Rod Brindamore, our guest today, is arguably the most important figure, at least in North Carolina history, in the sport of hockey. 2006 Stanley Cup champion as a player, team captain for the Canes that year, NHL All-Star during his playing days, current head coach of the Canes, of course, he will be joining us shortly. In NASCAR, it's almost all us, Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Rick Hendrick, the guy who runs Hendrick Motorsports, one of the most successful teams in the history of NASCAR. How about soccer? UNC coach Anson Dorrance, legendary women's player Mia Hamm, legendary men's players like Tab Ramos of NC State or Eddie Pope of UNC. Those guys went on to become two of the best players in the history of the U.S. men's national team. We have those connections to the state of North Carolina from either their childhood, their high school, or in the case of uh, Tab and Eddie, their college days with the Wolfpack and the Tar Heels. Mia Hamm, of course, a former Tar Heel as well. In golf, you may know that Arnold Palmer grew up in Pennsylvania, one of the most important figures in the history of that sport. But you may have forgotten that he also played four years at Wake Forest. So we get to claim him the way I see it. The guy actually started his career with the Deeks had it interrupted for three years to be in the Coast Guard during, you know, military times. After the likes of Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods, you get to Arnold Palmer pretty quickly on the greatest of all time and certainly the most important golfers of all time. A little bit more recent example, Davis Love III, born in Charlotte, three-time All-American with the North Carolina Tar Heels, prominent pro, Ryder Cup guy now in his post-PGA uh, post tour playing days, I should say. 
And if you want to get a little wild and maybe go beyond the mainstream, don't forget, maybe you're a pro wrestling fan as I was growing up in the Philadelphia area, man. I, I didn't see all the same wrestlers that those of you who grew up in the South enjoyed. Eventually there was a lot more crossover, but for a while it was almost like we were raised on two different sets of amazing athletes in pro wrestling. We've got Vince McMahon, who I believe was born in Pinehurst and I know has a business degree from East Carolina University. That guy bought the old WWF, it was called at the time, from his dad and, of course, gradually turned what we now know as the WWE into a billion-dollar-a-year industry. That's billion with a B, and, and it's actually more than that now, but it is not easy to create billion-dollar industries in the sports world. Obviously, the biggest pro sports leagues are multi-billions of dollars in terms of annual revenue. But just to get past the one billion mark, there's only maybe 15 to 20 pro sports leagues in the entire world that can say that. And Vince McMahon, North Carolinian, has done that, turned that trick, if you will, with the WWE. Ric Flair was actually born in Memphis, Tennessee, but I say we claim him because he lived and worked here, here in North Carolina for much of his adult life. And I believe at least one or more of his divorce filings were also under the laws of the great state of North Carolina. So that has to count for something, right? Around the year 2000, Ric Flair was such a North Carolinian by that point that he considered running for governor of North Carolina. Now, that didn't happen, obviously. He didn't run, much less win. But to me, that's that underlines his status in terms of us being able to call, call him a North Carolinian. Again, not by birth in his case, but a huge chunk or chunks of his career. Did you know that the late Andre the Giant, they used to call him the eighth wonder of the world. He lived near Charlotte for a long time. He traveled so much. He wanted to be near an airport, but he wanted to live in a beautiful part of our great country where he did most of his wrestling. So he, he chose a small town near Charlotte, famously, Andre the Giant, the eighth wonder of the world. I could go on and on. If you like broadcasting in the sports context, Jay Billis. He's a California guy originally, but played at Duke, coached at Duke has lived in Charlotte for a long time, worked for a law firm in Charlotte for a long time. I say we get to claim Jay Billis as a North Carolinian because he's been here for so long, kind of like me. I was born in Illinois, raised in Philadelphia, started college in Miami, but 35 straight years here, I feel like I should call myself a North Carolinian. The late Stuart Scott of ESPN, Carolina guy. And how's this for a little piece of trivia? I don't think we can claim him as a North Carolinian, but one of the most famous sports broadcasters of all time was a guy named Howard Cosell. Like that's almost even before my time. And I'm probably, uh, you know, above the center point of our listening and viewing audience uh, now that I'm in my 50s. But Howard Cosell was born in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Now, while he was still a little one, his family did move to New York City and then he became famous after that. So I'm not saying we can claim Howard Cosell, but it's a fun piece of trivia. It adds to this stunning, amazing, mesmerizing, unforgettable list of those in the sports world who were either born here, raised here, high school here, college here, or in some cases, they just played their pro ball here. If we get to claim all of them, that's about as impressive list as anyone that you will find in any of the other 49 states in the great USA. By the way, even if you are not into any, you want to hear my Howard Cosell? No, I'll say that. No, I won't do it this time. Maybe another show. Even if you are not that into hockey, I promise you 
that Rod Brindamore's story will intrigue you in other ways. Perhaps as a leader, maybe that's part of your life. Perhaps as a fountain of kindness and positivity, but also someone with an incredible work ethic. We could all learn from that, right? Perhaps as a parent, he is the father of four and a, an invested, proud, happy father of four. His son, Skyler, recently won an NCAA hockey championship. His youngest son, Brooks, is on the junior canes, and Rod actually is an assistant coach of that fine program. Rod is also a workout enthusiast, even at almost 53 years old. They call him Rod the Bod. He hates that. I don't like to embarrass him too, too often, but he's somebody that I consider a friend after 20 years of him joining us on various formulations uh, at the David Glenn Show. Maybe you're a youth coach or a professional coach. Rod coaches those men in the NHL context, but he also does coach those 11-year-olds, including his own son, Brooks, as probably the most famous sports dad that half his players don't even realize that he's the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. And I mean, half of his youth players, of course. Maybe you just want to learn from Rod as a human being, or maybe you're someone who recently lost a loved one, as Rod did just last month with the passing of his beloved father, Bob, a guy I got to meet a handful of times and who really was just a wonderful person who helped me figure out how Rod turned out to be such a good person as well. Bottom line, Rod is just a fascinating guy way beyond his brilliance and his accomplishments as a hockey player and as a coach. And I hope you're, you will enjoy our conversation with him because he will join us shortly. Okay, right out of the gate, as we look forward to Rod Brindamore joining us, I want to quickly thank some sponsors because without them, we could not have launched the North Carolina Sports Network or have rebooted the David Glenn Show, for that matter, as we are doing here in the summer of 2023. First, the North Carolina Port Council, our number one launch partner. They proudly represent thousands of family farmers across our state here in the barbecue capital of the world. We'll be telling you a lot more about the folks at NC Pork as you can follow them on Twitter or ncpork.org as you can follow them online throughout the courses of our show here on the new North Carolina Sports Network. Also, our friends at XL Moving and Storage with locations in Raleigh and Greensboro. They offer customized, tailored relocation and storage solutions to the people of North Carolina and beyond. Special thanks to our friends Jim Dorsett, Jody Hatley, who along with their hardworking staff, are celebrating XL's 25th birthday here in 2023. Also, King Neptune Restaurant and Jimmy's Bar right next door to each other in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, next to Wilmington. Special thanks to our friends Jimmy Galise and his lovely and talented wife, Keaton. Am I allowed to say lovely and talented when my wife, Maria, is not involved? I'm going to have to call my attorney about that. If you are in the greater Wilmington area, you absolutely must make King Neptune and Jimmy's among your stops. What they have done with that restaurant especially, and I love the bar too, over this past year is absolutely incredible. Do not miss King Neptune and Jimmy's on your next trip to Southeastern North Carolina. One more, the original Salt Works in Wilmington. This is a legendary place for breakfast, lunch, or even breakfast, brunch, or even a late lunch. And it is celebrating its 50th birthday this year. Special thanks to our friend Bob Hubbard, who's been running the show at Saltworks for the last 20 years or so, and has been another longtime huge sponsor of all the things we do here at the David Glenn Show. If you, yes you, are a business owner or a decision maker, and you would like to ask about partnering with us at the brand new North Carolina Sports Network, 
this new version of the David Glenn Show, our brand new website at ncsportsnetwork.com or our upcoming Old State, I got to get used to saying this, our upcoming Old North State Tailgate and Traveling Sports Circus. That's not easy. Try it yourself which starting in August will allow us to visit in person with our readers, our viewers, our listeners at various sporting events and bars and restaurants all across North Carolina. You, as a listener, as a possible sponsor, you can reach me personally at this email address, davidglennshow at gmail.com. Two ends in Glenn. davidglennshow at gmail.com. Okay, a quick reminder from our friends at the North Carolina Port Council and then Rod Brindamore on the other side. No matter who your favorite team is, we can all agree that North Carolina is the barbecue capital of the world. The North Carolina Port Council is proud to represent thousands of family farmers who responsibly produce the barbecue, bacon, and other pork products that are so well-loved across North Carolina and around the world. Learn more at ncpork.org. Our next guest is one of my favorite people and one of my favorite sports figures from an entire lifetime of watching and covering sports. As a player, he was an NHL All-Star, a universally respected team captain, an international gold medalist for his native Canada, and a 2006 Stanley Cup champion with your Carolina Hurricanes. He had his legendary number 17 jersey retired and raised into the PNC Arena rafters in 2011 the year after his retirement as a player. And he was inducted into the Philadelphia Flyers Hall of Fame in 2015 and here into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame in 2016. As a head coach, he has helped turn around a Hurricanes franchise that had missed the playoffs for nine consecutive years. And now he has led them to five straight playoff appearances, including two trips to the Eastern Conference Finals. In 2021, he won the Jack Adams Award as the NHL's top head coach. Someday this guy will enter the Hockey Hall of Fame too. So far, Rod Brindamore's 2023 has included the loss of his father, Bob, but also his son, Skyler, helping Quinnipiac to the Connecticut-based university's first ever NCAA hockey championship. And also, of course, his Canes reaching the NHL's Frozen Four, meaning those Eastern Conference Finals. Rod Brendamore, welcome to the brand new North Carolina Sports Network. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. And thanks for being here, man. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> that was uh, unnecessary, but uh, appreciate it. That's good to see you. I haven't uh, seen you in a while, so uh, happy to happy to get on here with you. I appreciate that. We're going to get into some hockey stuff, of course, but I want our statewide audience to get you know, to know you a little better. So you were the team captain and a key player, of course, for the Canes when you and your teammates and coaches famously lifted that Stanley Cup in 06. Skyler was among the star players just a few months ago uh, as Quinnipiac, and I had to pronounce that five times to get it right, uh, won the NCAA hockey title. What was that journey like for you as a father in a spectator-type role? Uh, you know what? I was really lucky, very fortunate to be there. Um, you know, as, as a dad, you know, you do anything for your kids and you just want them to succeed at what, whatever they're doing and enjoy what they do. And so it was a moment for sure he's going to remember forever. And the fact that I got to be there is a lot of 
forces kind of lined up. Uh, we had a game in Buffalo, and it was a 12:30 game, and we never have 12:30 games ever. I don't even remember ever having one of those. And and his game was at eight, you know, the championship game, and it was in Tampa. I was in Buffalo, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, I, I was worried. Can I even watch it? Because we were, we were going to fly to Ottawa, and I'm like, am I going to be able to watch this game? And Tom, our owner, was just said, you're going to the game. You know, and I give him a lot of credit. He's like, well, we'll find you a plane. And he got, you know, those people know people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was a plane waiting for me after the game. And, I mean, we flew right down there. And uh, I got there as puck drop. You know, it was all meant to be. So very special moment. You know, life's about creating memories. And, you know, I got that one. And, uh, you know, very, very grateful for that. Does Skyler now have family bragging rights for a while? Because his title is more recent than yours. And, that sounds and, that sounds like my wife Amy was saying that we have a you know a national champion in, in the house, <laughs> and it's not me. But uh, I, uh, you know, it, it's great that he was able to do that, and now he's on to. He's actually left yesterday to do development camp in Florida because he's with that organization now. So kind of see what that next part of his journey, you know, uh, kind of goes to. But uh, again, just really special moment for sure. Y'all have four kids, including Brooks, who's still a young guy. Did you introduce hockey to all of them very early or did you kind of wait for them to come to you? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure I, I, I mean, I don't have a good memory, but I'm sure, you know, I pushed on it right away. But two of my other kids, obviously my daughter, Briley, went the volleyball route and, had good success there and my old my other guy Reese he hated it I mean he just you know he was very art, good in the art world and things I can't couldn't relate to <laughs> matter of fact I remember asking him when he was a kid you want to come play football when in backyard and he, he's like what is that is that a sport and I said yeah he said no <laughs> <laughs> so I was like all right I got a different kid here on that one and Brooks took the hockey right away and so I love that get to coach him when I can and so I'm I'm, I'm in it full time it's great our condolences about your father, Bob, passing away just last month, 78 years old. I did meet him a few times, and there's a French phrase called joie de vivre, which I believe translates to joy for life. Yeah. And a lot of people described him that way, and I kind of sensed him that way as well. One of 11 children your dad was, very good hockey player himself back in the day, your youth hockey coach in Canada. And, of course, he followed your career all over the world as a player and as a coach including as kind of the mayor guy on all those father's trips. Uh, Two-part question, how did dad impact you as a person? Uh, and what do you miss most about him? And then yeah. also, how do he impact you as a hockey player or a coach, especially since he made you play defense, if I remember correctly, when you were a little guy? Right, right. Well, that's a – man, I, I don't want to take up all your time because I could on, on this, this one. But, uh, you know, first of all, you know, great father, obviously. I don't think you can – be much in life really or especially in the hockey world if you didn't come from good parents it's just too hard there's too much sacrifice the you know is a huge huge uh, expense involved in playing hockey and you know my dad had to work two jobs to send me to go to a, a better hockey environment when I was about 15 and um, just you know he coached me all the way up and we talked about that uh, a lot about how he made me play defense and I was like I remember him coming back after tryouts and he's like, you got to play defense. And I was like, what? I go, there's no chance. I'm, I want to be Wayne Gretzky, man. I got to score goals, you know? And he, he grabbed me and he said, look, you know, 
dummy, you know, so many words. He goes, I'm only putting four defense on the team, and you're going to play more than half the game. And I don't care if yeah. you play defense. You're just lining up to play defense. You can <laughs> score as many goals as you want. You just, you, I'm getting you more ice time. And I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, yeah, that actually makes sense. So, uh, obviously, it was great to learn a different position, a different perspective on on the game. I think it helped me be more of a kind of all-around player and, uh, you know, just have that. But uh, having your dad around you as much as possible was great. And as you mentioned, the uh, all the trips that we were able to take, him coming around the dad's trips, but I got to take him to the Olympics and – you know, it was the most special moment ever when we won the Stanley Cup. He was on the ice and was able to give him the cup. And, um, you know, it's you know he's gone. But uh, I think, again, God willing, you got your memories, right? And we've got – we were able to stack a bunch of them. And so uh, I feel pretty grateful for that. Rod Brindamore joining us on the David Glenn Show. So you've told this story before, but I have to ask you to tell it one more time. Our state, of course, gets the NHL franchise for the first time in 1997. The old Hartford Whalers move here. Then it comes to first Greensboro, actually, and then Raleigh. And then we get Rod Brindamore for the first time in the year 2000 when you're traded at midseason from the Flyers, where I first followed you, uh, to the Canes, where I have followed you ever since. What do you remember about that first impression of North Carolina or Raleigh or the Canes when obviously yeah. at that point we were, we were still a very new hockey market? Well, I'm sure we've talked about this back in the day, but, uh, man, I, I got traded. It's always a shock, right? And I mean, Paul Maurice called me in the afternoon. I was in Pittsburgh with the Flyers, and he's like, hey, uh, I got you a 3 o'clock flight. You're, you're coming to play, and you can go back to Philadelphia and get your stuff because I had, like, an overnight bag, you know. Was, and he goes, just come play the game. Uh, I think we were playing Montreal or something that night. And he's like, and then we'll fly you home. And, you know, you can pick up your luggage and blah, blah, blah. And I get to the game play and it was the snowstorm of the century in Raleigh. And I'm like, what did I get into? And I got stuck in a hotel for two weeks, the NBC suites right there at Crabtree. Yeah. yeah. And, and I couldn't move. Like we, nobody could get anywhere. And I'm like, and I'm in a suit because that's all I had. I had, I actually didn't even have a wallet because back then you could travel without identification. Right. And so I was like, I had nothing. I mean, it was literally bare bones. And I'm like, what did I get into here? And um, But obviously, it's been all uphill or downhill, however you want to look at it. It's been great ever since then. And, and you know what? One of the things that stood out, I, I say this all the time, was the people. You know what? Everyone I met. And they didn't even know hockey. I mean, I, I had to ask the front desk how to get to the – I think it was called the uh, e, EA uh, Entertainment and Sports Arena or yes. something. So I go, where's the entertainment sports arena? I got a game. And the guy looked at me, what are you talking about? And he didn't know where it was. And I said, you know where the Hurricanes play? And he goes, who are they? Like, no idea. Right? And I was like, what did, what did I get into? I, I pretty much guarantee you now, you ask anybody, you know, first of all, where the arena is, they're going to tell you. But where the Hurricanes play, they know where that is. So we've definitely, uh, we've certainly come a long way. And I've been just been grateful to be along for the ride. You've now been here 23 years. You did find your wife, Amy, here. And in 2010, you married into another famous North Carolina sports family, the Biedenbaugh's. For those who don't know, Rod's father-in-law, Eddie, is a former Wolfpack-assisted basketball coach, also formerly the legendary head coach of the UNC Asheville Bulldogs. Eddie and his wife, Barbara, actually still live in the Wilmington area. At what point, Rod, do you remember thinking, even as a native Canadian, this isn't just where I work. This is home. Uh, it, was, it was probably, you know, I, I think I don't, it didn't take long. 
I mean, just it was such a great place to raise a family. You know, you could just tell. And I mean, I, I don't know. I've been around the world a lot. You know, I, yeah. I've been fortunate with hockey to just travel and see places and not just in the United States. And I don't I honestly it's tough to say that they're a better place, like just with everything. So pretty fortunate there and just said, you know, this should it. And then obviously, you know, marrying Amy, I was just grateful that I liked NC State at the time because it would have been really hard if I was a really, you know, dialed in Carolina fan or something because that whole family just hammered me with NC State stuff for, <laughs> and I still get it. I mean, it's nonstop. So we, we had that in common. And, um, you know, it's been it's been great. You know, you mentioned Eddie, uh, calm coach, obviously. But it's been a great relationship. He's into sports so much. And so it's, uh, you know, it's been a great uh Great find for me, that's for sure. As legend has it, you met Amy on a blind date toward the end of your playing career. Is it true that she had to Google you just to confirm Come when on. you told her that you were a professional hockey player? Do you believe that one? I, she says that to everybody. I'm like, no chance. You know, no <laughs> chance. I try to give myself a little you know, bump there, but she said she didn't know anything about me, but um, maybe that was a good thing. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, the one and only blind date of my life, and it, it worked out. Is that so, right? Yeah, yeah. So That's so awesome. It was, it was good. And, and, and by the way, for context, Rod had been in the NHL for a long, long time by the time he met Amy. It wasn't like he was a rookie that she uh, had to look up. She, she, she tells this story, and then she'll say, Oh, and the next day she sees I had a billboard that was up on me on the on the highway right by the rink, like a huge billboard that had my picture on it. She's like, Oh, there you are. And I'm like, Come on, you drove by this every day for the last you know, ten years and, and you're telling and, and me. Oh, you by didn't the way, and, and oh, by the way, that's the Stanley Cup in my hands on that there billboard. You there you go. <laughs> that should have given something away. All right, you played your college hockey at Michigan State. But at some point, as you said, you adopted NC State as kind of your North Carolina-based university, whether you wanted to or not. Uh, I know the Hurricanes share PNC Arena with the Wolfpack basketball team, and you married into the Wolfpack family. Is there more to it than that? And how have you managed? Everybody likes you, Rod. It's not like your love of the Wolfpack alienates the Tar Heel fans or the Deacons or the, the Devils or the Pirates or anybody else around here. No, I, well, I don't know about that, but I, I'll say, you know, uh, got ultimate respect for, for everyone and all the programs. And I, I totally respect how everybody, you know, uh, has their allegiances. Like, I think that's the cool thing about being around here is just, you know, we, Hey, I went to the school or whatever, and I'm going to support it. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's great. I've gotten to know coach K a little bit. I was on his show and he sent me some, some wonderful texts over the years and, I just, uh, man, I got to see, I went and watched the, one of his last games he coached uh, over there at the, the famous building there. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's, you know, it's part of our history. It's part of our, our area, like all of it. And, and um, so I, I embrace all of it. I love all these guys, but I had to pick a team. I mean, it's no fun. To, <laughs> you can't just kind of play the fence, right? So, uh, listen, I've been hanging in here for the Wolfpack for a long time, and, and sooner or later it's going to pay off, right? They're going to win at some point. Um, and, you know, what? Coach Avent for the baseball, I've been great friends with him because great guy. Coach Eddie, you know, was good friends with him. And, man, that guy's a special man. And so I've just been really lucky to meet all these people and, um, you know, again, it's all from living down here. Carolina Hurricanes head coach Rod Brindamore is joining us on the David Glenn Show. 
everyone describes you as a great leader back when you played, now that you're coaching. You know, there's a debate about whether uh, leaders are born or developed. Do you even remember, were you a little kid the first time you were a team captain or you noticed that people were following your lead, whether you wanted them to or not? Or do you even have a theory on what makes a great leader? Well, I definitely have a theory on it. Um, and it's pretty much everybody's got that figured out, what it takes to be a leader. I mean, if I asked you, you'd say the same things I'm going to say. And, I mean, we know it's, you know, I think you, number one thing, I think you got to lead by example. I think, you know, leaders, you know, if you're going to want other people to follow you, you better be doing it right or they're not going to, you know, they're not going to follow you or they're not going to uh, certainly not want to. And I, I think that that's where – the, that's where it starts you know you get up every day and try to do it right that's that's it we all know right from wrong I mean we can keep it as basic as we want but if you do it right over and over I think you got a chance to to, to surround yourself with good people and people will follow what you do and you look at our team you look at our leader if I said to you who's the one guy that does it right you know over and over and over you you know who I would be and you yeah you, you don't have to you can watch our team one night and go that guy's probably your leader if you took the C off the shirt, you just by watching the way he plays. And, um, I think that's the most important way, you know, your actions, right? You, we can all talk the talk. I think that's the easiest yeah. thing. And then that's part of leadership, right? You got to know how to say the right things at the right times, but everybody, anybody can do that. Um, but can anybody do it right over and over and over? And that's, that's really what leadership's about. Back in 2011, I remember, if I remember correctly, you inquired about the Michigan State head hockey coaching job and they were not interested or, or you just didn't even get you know past the first round, I guess. You had only been retired from playing for a year. You had married Amy. I think Brooks had come along right around that time or a little bit after. In all the midst of that, when did you know or decide that trying to be a full-time head coach after kind of dipping your toe in the water was the right next thing for you personally and professionally? Uh, I don't know that you ever know. <laughs> that is right. I, don't, I sit here today and I'm like, I don't know. Is this the right thing? I mean, I've been in the office in the summer. My, my kid, my, you know, Amy and Brooks are down at the beach and, and I'm, I'm sitting in here, you know, grinding away. But um, I think it's an interesting journey, right? Like when I stopped playing, I said, I knew that I had to stay involved. I just, I, I, I had a hard time just doing nothing, I guess. And, so I, I did tiptoe in a little bit. I had the best job was I was I was actually doing development stuff. Our minor league team was in Charlotte. I was just making my own schedule. I'm coaching Skyler and I'm involved, but I'm not I'm doing my own thing. And then I, I kind of was like, I'm, I don't know what kind of impact I'm really having. And then it came. I got to do a little more. And then I remember Jim Rutherford saying, why don't you come be an assistant coach? And yeah, you know, I was like, ah, and I don't That's too much. I, I already did that you know that that schedule and i and he's like well you don't you know that was paul maurice at the time he's like you only have to come to the home games and the home practice i said sign me up you know so i got still coach and and or i coached my son and i was still having a pretty good vibe of the whole thing but i wasn't still if you're not in full time what are you really doing right like you, you got to get you know you got to go all in or you're, what kind of impact are you having so that led to becoming a full-time assistant and then I became well, look, I, I wanna I want more. Like uh, assistant's great, you know, like it's great, but you're only you're 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 the voice of the head coach. You're not those are those are not your ideas, they're his ideas. And so you know, I was sitting on that for a long time, seven years I did it, and 
that's what led to the Michigan State thing. I was like, it, the job came, and I'm like, maybe I just, you know, I gotta, I, I'd like to see if I could be a head coach. And I reached out, and I was kind of shocked that <laughs> it was an absolute, who are you? And no, thank you, you know. And I'm like, what? Like, really? <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought I would be doing them the favor, you know, like I thought it would be <laughs> here's a guy who's played, done all this and, you know, coaching at the NHL level and wants to come back. And that was just that it was kind of a rude awakening a little bit. <laughs> um, maybe. I don't know. I, anyway, it, it all worked out. Right. And Tom took over and he took a chance. And I say Tom, the owner of, uh, yeah. of Tom Dunn. He took a chance. I mean, I was here seven years. We didn't win. So he's and he's coming fresh in. He doesn't know who I am. No, uh, but I give him credit. Like he, he spent time getting to know me and I think that's what made him feel a little bit easier. or else nobody else. The other candidates weren't up to par. I don't have any idea what went on there, but he gave me the chance to, to get involved full time. And then here we are, what is it? Five, six years now later. So I don't know. It's been uh, quite enjoyable, mostly too, because I love what I do with the guys I do it with. I think that's the key. Maybe it's because I've been interviewing you for 20 years. You just led me right into my next question. I have become fascinated by your relationship with Tom Dundon. And I mentioned the reference earlier, nine straight years, no playoffs. You and Tom Dundon are the new combo owner, head coach, and it's five straight playoff appearances and some success in the playoffs. Rod, I've known a lot of GMs and owners and they don't usually speak about their head coach the way Tom speaks about you. He has even said, Nobody gets their way all the time, but I have a hard time imagining a decision there where Rod Brindamore is adamantly opposed to something and I approve it anyway. Um, that sounds different than the typical relationship. H how do you describe why you guys click so well? Because he described you very early as one of the greatest leaders he had ever met. Well, he's the smartest guy that I've ever met. And so him saying all that is, that's his way of buttering me up. And you know, <laughs> like, he, he, listen, I, I, I get it. I, I know how this is going to work. And he makes it seem like I have a lot of say and everything. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he's, he's pulling up the strings. And, and uh, I, I love the relationship. I, I, I'm not going to hide it. We, we talk a lot and we go back and forth a lot and disagree on almost pretty much everything um but but we come to an agreement at some point that it's okay to disagree and we all are we're, we're he's pushing me to try to be better that's what he's doing like look at it differently you know don't always think it's this player maybe you can look at that player you know like he, he you know different ways of doing things at the end of the day you got to appreciate a guy who wants to win i mean he literally if he has a five dollars left on the salary cap he's trying to figure out how to spend it and make it us better and if it yeah. means you know we're going to change the tape of the way it looks because it does something and the analytics say that it's going to make us better that's what we're going to do you know like it's it's all about that and that's the reason we went from you said i think with seth you said all those years without making the playoffs yeah it, it, it's you know you can say okay you brought in a good coach yeah all right maybe but i can tell you the coach is no good if we're not going to go give us a, a good team and full of good players. And he's trying that all the time to make us better. And the guy we leave out all the time, we're not, we're not talking about, but Donnie Waddell has to yeah. kind of mediate this whole thing. And I tell you what, this guy phenomenal at what he's doing. He's not only running our team, he runs the building. He's right like full-time go, go, go. And, you know, he's just done a great job. So Tom puts his money, you know, up and he he he's all about winning and so we we disagree oh i mean i'd say the majority of the time 
but <laughs> but it's it's a great it's a great relationship because we're, we're we both want the same thing and um like i said he, he makes me better at my job because he questions everything i do and, and he's on it right he's the hardest working guy in sports it has to be because i thought i was <laughs> and he works <laughs> 10 times harder than i do so that's uh, pretty impressive one of the reasons I wanted you to be the first guest on the new North Carolina Sports Network and the first guest on this kind of rebooted version of the David Glenn Show is that I think people can learn from you, actually, whether they like hockey or not and whether they follow your sport. I just think you as a person, you know how highly I think of you. I don't know how many divisive topics there are in an NHL locker room, but I wanted to get your thoughts on just one example, an LGBT issue that's in the sport right now. So on the one hand, I see Eric Cole and Aaron Ward and other former Canes and current Canes out there just aggressively, proudly standing up for, speaking out for uh, the LGBT plus community, celebrating Pride Night, Pride jerseys and all those things. And sometimes even fighting back on social media when people with kind of nasty points of view chime in on that stuff. At the same time, Rod, the Stahl brothers have come out and said that because of their religious beliefs, they feel uncomfortable wearing a pride jersey. Uh, and, and I'm sure there are many other players, I don't know when the Canes, but who feel that way but weren't as outspoken as Jordan Stahl, your, your captain's brothers, were outspoken. How do you navigate that stuff? What, what do you think of the NHL's decision to – to stop the pride jerseys, even, even, which is also stopping some military appreciation jerseys and some other things. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's become a hot topic. Right. Um, but, but really, I don't know that it should be like, I, I just think it's, it's, you know, they're all good causes. They're all good. You know, we want everyone to feel whatever they want to feel, you know, but do we have to celebrate them all? Like then you're leaving somebody out. Like if you really get down to it, then we're missing out on a lot of other way people feel. And then we should have a night for all, everybody. And next thing you know, what are we doing? I don't think we're excluding anything. I don't think we're stopping anything. It's just we're not going to emphasize this over that because it's all important, if that makes sense. And so yeah. I, I'm, I'm, listen, guys, I, I, I think the whole social media thing is, you know, we, we, it, there's a lot of good, but there's probably more bad to do that because you get so many people that, feel they can go off and say things and you know we could talk about this all day that's a whole nother kind of topic but yeah there's so many good people in the world the, the majority of people but they're not the ones on twitter and they're not the ones saying stuff and it it, 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 it taints everyone's view it's on everything you know because yeah. and so i i don't know i i feel like i think that the league's in a probably a no-win situation when whatever way you do it, someone's going to complain. Someone's going to go off on social media, some, you know? Um, and so it's a, it's a tough topic. There's probably no right, great answer. Just know that everybody's acceptable. Everyone's views are acceptable, but let's keep it in with, let's do it right. Let's just keep making sure, you know, here I am, as I'm talking to you going, I better be careful what I say yeah. because someone's going to turn it around into something else. That's not it. You know, that's, that's, and that's not what any of these guys are, are saying they're just saying what they believe and i think that's okay i believe you're entering the final season of your latest three-year contract extension with the canes there are agents in this league who say that you should be one of those four million dollar a year guys and i don't forget the exact numbers but uh, i don't think you're making anywhere near that i'm pretty sure uh you've you've 
explained that money is only one factor among many when you make major life decisions, which I respect. How do you describe your approach to such a big decision when everybody knows your preference is to stay here, but, yeah. but you always want to be treated fairly? Well, that's you sound like my wife now going, you know, <laughs> you, you should be paid like that guy. Sorry. You know, uh, <laughs> no, listen, it's, I get it. It's not a, everyone wants to be treated fairly. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, you that's one area that you just mentioned. Okay, your salary is one area that you get treated, but there's a ton of other areas. So we've already touched on the, the other area my relationship and, you know, with my team and my owner and, and how we get to decide on who stays. And, you know, I don't know that any any coach in any sport has what I have with this. So that's a, you know, that's maybe priceless, you know, in some regards. Yeah. So, and then of course, um, <sighs> You know, I, I mean, we I, I don't want to sell myself short because that's kind of what you're doing. But everyone knows that this is I mean, I've made no bones about it. This is my team. Like, this is my home. I mean, why would I how many guys get to coach and, you know, where they live and coach the team that they play on? And it's that, that, that what's that worth to you? You know, and so, man, that's a lot. And look at my team that I have. You know, I mean, it's like we talk about it. You know, some of these guys. Yeah. It's, but you know, it's not always about the other thing. Right. So yes, you got to be treated fairly. And we, you know, I know Tom's a business guy. If he can get, you know, if he can get somebody for a nickel, he's going to do it. Right? So, <laughs> well, well, I'm sure we'll work all that out at some point, you know, um, it, it, I know it's not going to be an easy, easy negotiations. I can tell you that. I'm going to get you out of here with what I call lightning round with Rod. Your answers could be 10 seconds, 30 seconds, and we'll get you out of here. By the way, get it, lightning Rod. No, they, they yeah. pay me the big bucks I for these it. kind of things. It's, uh, it's actually brought to you by some huge Caniacs, our friends at XL Moving and Storage with locations in Raleigh and Greensboro. Whenever you okay. have moving or storage needs, check out my buddies Jim Dorsett and Jody Hatley at xlms.com. That's E-X-C-E-L-M-S for movingandstorage.com. All right, place the following in order of your preference, Rod. Beach house, lake house, mountain house, since North Carolina has all three options. Gosh, well, okay. Beach house because my family, they have one, and we spend a lot of time there. But I am a lake guy. I got to be honest. I like the boating part. I'm a little freaked out about going on a boat in the ocean. There's just too many bad things out there <laughs> that kind of freak me out. But um, so I'd be, I, I'd have to go, can I tie the beach house and the sure. lake house? And the mountain house is near the bottom only because I just haven't had enough time spent in the mountains. All-time favorite family trip or trips outside the U.S. and Canada? <sighs> well, I haven't done any trips outside of U.S. and Canada with my family, so I need to get to Greece and in Italy. Yeah. Right? We got to do that. I've been to Italy, but as a, as a hockey guy, we went. We we actually won the World Championships in Italy, if you can believe it, and that was just phenomenal. But uh, I want to take my family to Greece, so I, I guess that's a to be determined one. I don't get to one up you very often, but I just got back from two weeks in Italy, so I recommend the Amalfi Coast, Rome, and Venice if you All can right. pull that off. I know you're a little bit busy. All right. Name a few of your favorite bands or musicians. Well, Bruce Springsteen. Got this. You can't get much better than that guy. Um, I'm, I actually enjoy uh, Bon Jovi. I think in the 80s, you can't go wrong with Bon yeah. Jovi. I mean, even the 90s, and they're, they're still cooking. 
Um, so there's that's your, two. that's your Philly connections there, man. <laughs> Gotta so, be. Gotta those be. guys are huge up there. Yeah. And then just classic. I just, I listen to a lot of rolling, rolling stones still their classic stuff just never gets old for me. So I'll give you those ones. Do you have a favorite actor or actress or author or artist? Well, my wife gives me grief on this because I I'm a big Sylvester Stallone fan, and only because I love the Rocky movies. So we're going back to the Philly days, yeah. and you just Rocky one and two is just two of the best movies ever. But right? that's just my opinion on that. Do you have a sly impression? No, I don't want to do that. That'll, <laughs> that'll just totally, you know, no chance on that. So I, I like him. I I just watched that Netflix documentary on Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like that guy. I liked him. You know, he's, cool. he, he's good. I like his movies, Terminator. You know, I'm I'm kind of into those kind of movies. I don't know. Not, that doesn't say much for me. But um, anyway, those those guys are pretty, pretty good. Your answers are so much like mine. It's kind of freaking me out. Maybe that's why we've gotten along so well for so long. All right. Last one. Eastern barbecue here in North Carolina, Western barbecue or a bacon or any other kind of pork thing, because our main sponsor is North Carolina Pork Council. <laughs> I, I love barbecue. And just so here's what I'm I'm not, this is going to make me look bad. I probably couldn't even tell you the difference between the two. If you told me now what they are, I'll tell you. But I mean, get, so help me out. What's the difference? Well, you got, you got more of the uh, tomatoey, pasty Western. You got a little bit more of the vinegary Eastern. Um, there's even a South Carolina style of barbecue that has some mustard in it. But uh, no. No, 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 me, no me either. I like both actually, and I'm a transplant. I, I don't feel bad about liking both. Okay, I, that's what I was kind of leaning toward because I don't. I, I, I'll eat whatever, and I, I really enjoy the the barbecue. I'm not so much after the fact. I got to be honest. I get the next day. I'm not feeling that great, but uh, man, I, I can. I, I'll eat that anytime. That is Rod Brendamore, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. Hey, bud, thank you for joining the North Carolina Sports Network for the first time. Thank you for joining the DG Show for probably the 100th time. Um, I just appreciate you, man. I, I just I love our time together, and, and I appreciate all that you have done for me and my career. You're a great guy. I did, I did nothing, and listen, you know, I come on your show another 100 times if, if you have me, so no problem. Thank you, my friend. Keep up the all good right. work. Say hi to the family for me. You too. See you, buddy. You got it. That's Rod Brindamore. From Stormy the Ice Hog to Hamilton the Pig, the Carolina Hurricanes have always shared our state's love of pigs. North Carolina is one of the nation's leading pork producers, and the North Carolina Pork Council is proud to represent thousands of family farmers across our state who raise pigs in a safe, responsible, and sustainable way. Rod Brendamore's visit today, as I mentioned on the David Glenn Show, has been brought to you by Jim Dorsett, Jody Hatley, and the rest of our friends at XL Moving and Storage. These guys are truly huge caniacs, as Trip Tracy might say. They run a great company at XL Moving and Storage. And if you want to support this new version of the David Glenn Show or the North Carolina Sports Network more generally, please choose XL Moving and Storage for your moving and storage needs. That is one very important way that you can support us here. You may not be in a position to be a show sponsor yourself. Maybe you don't own a company or run a company, but we all have moving and storage needs at some point, right? Anytime you call XL Moving and Storage, you are helping us. Please visit them online at xlms.com. 
And I feel like I need to explain that because I was confused the first time I visited. It's E-X-C-E-L, the name of their company, Excel, E-X-C-E-L, like the word Excel, M-S for moving in storage.com, Excel, XLMS.com. XL Moving and Storage is an allied van lines agent with offices in the Triangle and Triad here in North Carolina. They offer the ideal combination of a reliable local company with 25 years of experience. That's Jim and Jody and their staff, plus an international firm's massive resources and state-of-the-art technology. That's where Allied comes in. XL Moving and Storage offers tailored custom relocation solutions where they will do as much or as little as you want them to do to fit your budget and needs. Learn more today at EXCELMS.com. That's XLMS.com. Quick reminder that the David Glenn Show is an exclusive production of the North Carolina Sports Network. Executive producer, Mike Waddell. Technical director, J.R. Quitman. The founding partner of NCSN is the North Carolina Pork Council. Be sure and subscribe, please. We need your help. Our YouTube channel, search NC Sports Network. We need you to click that subscribe button underneath the video box. It matters, and you are helping us perhaps more than you think you are without spending a dollar. It is free. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and the David Glenn Show podcast today if you can. Follow us on Twitter. I am at David Glenn Show. Remember, two ends in Glenn, at David Glenn Show. We, collectively on Twitter, are at the NC Sportsnet. At the NC Sportsnet on Twitter and also Instagram. And don't forget, our brand new website is in the process of launching. All you have to remember there is that it is ncsportsnetwork.com, the full word ncsportsnetwork.com on the world wide web once again thank you for spending a chunk of your week with us here at the north carolina sports network and the david blunt show we look forward to seeing you next time